0: If you dare.
4: betting angles for every game. This is VCN Live Bet tonight with Femi Abbafe and Wes Reynolds on VCN,
1: the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of VCN Live Bet tonight, coming to you from the VCN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abbafe alongside Wes Reynolds here. One hour down, two to go. Uh, we'll still talk some NFL live betting swings. In hour number three, we'll get to that. But Wes, uh, while we're kind of waiting for some of these basketball games to get underway, Mavericks, Nuggets, in the NBA, Iowa Duke in the second half of the Jimmy V Classic doubleheader over at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I figure we have a little bit of time to talk some college football because we had our buddy Matt Grill, the trading manager over at DraftKings, join us at 6.15 earlier. If you missed that interview, we'll put up a clip on Twitter, at Live on Twitter, so you can go ahead and check out some of what Matt had to say here. But I thought it was really interesting. And Wes, I wanted to get some of your thoughts because we haven't really discussed this four-team playoff since it was announced Sunday morning. It feels like that was a week ago, but it was only Mm -hmm. about two, three days ago. And and it's interesting because the Ohio State-Georgia game was one that we talked about like about a couple of weeks ago, I felt about, Hey, what is the line going to be? And we see that Georgia now laying six and a half total 61. Matt said that they've seen some money coming instantly on Georgia, but they're hesitant to go to seven. Cause they think some sharp guys are going to buy that full touchdown there. If it gets to that point, what's your read on this market and where do you think this number is going to go?
4: Yeah. When you're looking at it, I think uh, being that it's Ohio state, if it was TCU, I think you'd be seeing more Georgia money, but because it is Ohio state with a, a little bit of redemption. I know Smith and Jeeb is not going to go, which he had been out with an injury anyway, but it just seems absurd. It's like the new world that we're in that. It, this is a playoff game and a guy is not going to go and, you know, going to just go ahead and sit it out uh, and obviously prepare and partially for the, for the draft. injury
1: too. As yeah. Well. Yeah. To, so it, it to... wasn't
4: just like a decision. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was kind of partially made for him, but, uh, you know, you've got some guys battling injuries as well. You've got uh, uh, Travion Henderson has a foot issue for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He is questionable to go. Uh, McConkey with the knee injury for Georgia, the receiver, he is questionable to go. So I think this is going to generate enough handle where this is going to stay right around six and a half or seven. There's just kind of going to be a tug of war. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to go to seven and a half, obviously, unless you have another major injury for Ohio state or an opt out or, or, or what have you, or somebody goes in the portal that we don't expect. So I think this is going to stay about right where it is at six and a half. There'll be some that go to seven. Then when it gets to seven, it'll get gobbled up or it'll go to seven with like minus Oh five or Oh three juice or something like that. So it'll be a little bit, Way to the dog. So, yeah, initial move, because I think it was seven most spots, has been to Ohio State at six and a half. But I think it's just going to dance around this number for the next month.
1: Do you anticipate yourself being involved in this game here?
4: I, I don't know yet. This is not one that I, that, I, that I have actually bet yet. So, this is one. I think you've got time. I don't think this is one where it's like, okay, you better get a number, like a couple that we mentioned earlier with Matt Grill, where it's like, Kansas State, which it was discounted anyway against Alabama, maybe you grab it sooner rather than later because there's the end. Right now it's on anticipation that some of these guys for Alabama, the Will Andersons and maybe the Bryce Youngs, Harrison, yeah. are not going to play maybe a receiver or two or somebody on the offensive line. And plus Kansas State's obviously going to have the motivation edge because Alabama, the Sugar Bowl, it seems like they settle when you have such high expectations. Season's a failure. And, yeah. And, and I mean, it's, yeah, 10 and two <laughs> and your seasons of failure, you know, and meanwhile at 99.9% of schools, they build a statue for you outside yeah. the stadium. If you get 10 and two seasons on the regular, but Kansas state, you got to think they're going to be really motivated to play Alabama. They're, they're excited to be in the sugar bowl. Yeah. They're the big 12 champion and they weren't going to get in the playoff. I think they knew that, but they're going to be excited. I think to play Alabama and, and we've seen that before against Alabama in these bowl games, these teams, you know, Utah. You know, many years ago, Utah was the more excited team in the Rose Bowl and really probably should have beaten Ohio State outright. It was back and forth. Utah got the cover, but not the outright victory. So, you know, you get these teams and they get a shot at a real big boy. You know, one of the four to six big boys, the Georgias or an Ohio Mm -hmm. State or an Alabama or LSU or somebody like that. Somebody that's historically great. Oklahoma, even though they're well down this year, but usually – Usually Oklahoma's in that stead. Yeah. You know, when you get a shot at those teams, you want to take advantage of it. And Chris Kleeman has always been a really good underdog, not only at North Dakota State, the rare times he was an underdog there. Yeah, I was going to say, like, but, twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but but at Kansas State, yeah, he's been good. yeah, I mean, you know, when he's getting 20-plus points against Oklahoma, he just doesn't cover. He wins outright. So, I know that's why you have that move here. Meanwhile, I think the Ohio State-Georgia, that's probably gonna dance. That's gonna get support on both sides, I think. I don't think there's gonna be one true, like, sharp side or square side no. or anything like that. I think you're going to have teams that get interest on both sides of the ball. Yeah,
1: it's a high-profile game. I believe that's New Year's Eve uh, yes. evening. Yeah, at that's five that. O'clock. That's so the night be...
4: game. The day yeah. game will be the uh, Fiesta Bowl, or the, at least the mid-afternoon game on the East Coast.
1: What do you make of that early interest in the Horn Frogs there? Because nine and a half was the number. Now it's come all the way down to eight at DraftKings totals at fifty-nine. But uh, some intrigue uh, for this TCU team.
4: Yeah, I am not really surprised necessarily because I think. Everybody has kind of been going, even though they did lose that game in the championship game to Kansas State, but we know that the line was a coin flip. I mean, it was basically, I think it might have closed pick a couple places, or it might have closed, like, TCU think, minus one. I think there
1: was some K-State short favorite. That yeah, is, that yeah, you
4: mean, yeah, we might have we had that, actually. So, you know, I, and, and that's why I think that, you know, TCU, I think, is being given respect, finally, where it's like, okay, this team made the playoff. And yeah, they might've gotten some breaks and, you know, got to face some backup quarterbacks and got some injury luck or got some calls that switch games in their favor, but nevertheless, they're here. Mm -hmm. And now I think that they're getting a little bit of respect. Uh, Also, I don't know how much there is to this, but the rumor is going to persist of, uh, of one Jim Harbaugh. Remember last year he interviewed for the Minnesota Vikings job. And then he kind of, Pretended to be Mr. Magnanimous, like, yeah, he turned it down when they never really offered him the job yeah. in Minnesota. But <laughs> there are the rumors, and they're already starting to be put out there that maybe the Indianapolis Colts are gonna come call in. Jim Harbaugh, of course, was uh that's where he got the nickname Captain Comeback mm-hmm. when he was there in Indianapolis and almost led that team coach by Ted Marchabro to the Super Bowl in yeah, ninety four in nineteen yeah, ninety-four, mm-hmm. ninety-five, and uh uh He knows Indianapolis very well, obviously, spent time there as a player, uh, was an owner of an IndyCar racing team. So he is very, you know, his brother-in-law obviously coached at Indiana University, that being Tom Green, for several years as the head men's basketball coach. So it makes sense. I don't know if he's going to do it, but, you know, I I, I could see those rumors could be a distraction and, uh, you know, TCU, the disrespected underdog, so I, I kind of understand. I still like it, actually, at 8. Okay. I, I, may end up, I may end up betting TCU. Anything north of 7, I'd be interested in the Horn Frogs.
1: If it is announced at some point, now, it might not be announced between now and, and uh, Christmas or New Year's Eve, I should say, but if the rumblings start to get louder and louder about Harbaugh and, and the Colts, and he ultimately leaves, let's say he leaves before the bowl game and kind of right. stuns everybody. Right, right. Where do you think this line would well, go if it's boom? Jim Harbaugh has left and is going to become the well, Indianapolis. I, I
4: think it'll go down. Now, number one, I do think that Jim Ursay would be willing to wait. Yeah, you know, for this and, and uh, you know maybe not be a distraction because I think what we've seen out of the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday, I don't is not going to be the coach <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts. I do think he's going to be part of the organization somehow, some way. I don't he, know if he's he
1: gonna be hard, part of the hiring process.
4: I think he might be. I don't. I don't think he's good. I don't know if he's going to be the GM, but he's going to be something in the front office I don't know if he's going to be I don't know if he's going to be Chris Ballard's replacement necessarily but I think he is going (laughs) to be part of this deal because that's one of the reasons why I know it sounds funny but (laughs) there is some logic here there's a reason why Jeff Saturday I think is coaching this team number one Mm -hmm. to give him a chance prove it if he could be the guy but also to take inventory of the Indianapolis Colts okay here's the guys you can run with for Jimmy and here's the guys you know where you need to make changes at this position or whatnot so I do think that there is legitimate interest in Jim Harbaugh, and I do think Jim Harbaugh, I mean, he'll be asked about it. He's not going to say, yeah, I'm interested. He's going to deny it. But Mm -hmm. I do sense that there may be some mutual interest, whether the hire happens or they come to an agreement, you know, that begs the question. It could definitely not happen. But I think that there is mutual interest between the Colts and Jim Harbaugh.
1: There there definitely is. And, I mean, the fact that Harbaugh was kind of having this dance with the Minnesota Vikings last year, it shows that he – while he said that he loves Michigan, he loves his alma mater, he's kind of eyeing the NFL. Well, and and he never a, won a Super Bowl, so maybe he wants to accomplish And this that. is
4: a guy that, you know, did make it to the Super yeah. Bowl, you know, with, with Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers, you know, lost to his brother uh, down there in New Orleans uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. But, yeah, you always feel that he's going to be called. And, and, you know, if he leaves Michigan where it's like, hey, even if we don't win a national championship, which they still have the possibility of doing, clearly – but if we go to national runner-up, it's like, hey, I got Michigan to the precipice. I got Michigan back to the top Brought of college football. I left it. I, I leave it better than I found it. Yeah. So, 100%. you know, I, I think that, that that's kind of his way out there. But, uh, you know, back to the game, I, I think TCU's getting respect. And I think, you know, they kind of struggled on offense against Kansas State in that Big 12 championship game. But. They found something, and I don't think Max Duggan was 100%, so I think this time off is going to actually help Max Duggan because I don't think Max Duggan has been playing 100% for about the last three weeks. So, you know, there's time to get a little bit of practice. He's going to have to go on the uh, awards in the buffet circuit for about a week or a week and a half, though. But
1: (laughs) uh, maybe uh, that's a good
4: thing for him to, you know, kind of rest a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm just curious to see how these matchups in the trenches, these bowl games where we don't see these teams play similar opponents – Throughout the regular season, what happens in the trenches is always an interesting kind of situation and could be a really good live betting angle for you if, if you're a better and wanted to see. Hey, how can I go ahead and take advantage of these markets and these CFP games? Well, the pre-flop markets are typically pretty damn sharp, but mm-hmm. maybe in game you can find some of the angles there. And looking in the trenches, I think is one way to go ahead and do it. Well, um, the games that have the motivation in question, those near six games: K State, Bama. Uh, you have Clemson uh, and Tennessee. And then you also have the USC Tulane. Is the party over for fading those teams that are kind of being a little wishy-washy with the motivation?
4: I think a little bit. I mean, the fact that they put that Tulane line so short, even though the Williams status is there, yeah. tells you that.
1: Yeah, Party might be over, but uh, hey, maybe we'll. there's some more room for those numbers to go down uh, uh, as we progress through the bowl season. All right, we're going to take another quick timeout. We'll get you up to date on what's going on in the Jimmy V Classic.
0: This is VSim Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abembefei and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook
4: on v the sports betting network.
1: Get in on the football action this season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools, then make your picks for eight. Fantasy NFL contest. Head to draftkings.com/hulu-nfl-now to play free Hulu Plus live TV like cable, only better. In terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is Vicen Live Bet tonight. Famie Bebefay alongside west Reynolds. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We are underway in Madison Square Garden between Iowa and number 15, Duke. Second half of the Jimmy V Classic. Right now the Blue Devils lead it. 11 to five and they're laying four and a half right in game here with the total of 146.
4: Now. Yeah, I took I I took Iowa three earlier in the day. Iowa actually closed one and a half. So mm-hmm. there there was some sharp money. That doesn't mean it's always going to be the right money, but there was some sharp money on the Iowa Hawkeyes today. But through the uh, first TV timeout it is Blue Devils 11 to five. Iowa going to the foul line.
1: Anything that uh, that you've seen so far that has stood out to you in this game?
4: Uh, not really. Uh, Duke, Duke has just made a couple shots early and, and look, uh, you know, I mentioned that I think the defense is a little bit ahead of the offense. So just, just Duke is, you know, started out relatively hot five of eight mm-hmm. from the floor, 62 and a half percent Iowa, only two of seven, uh, uh, Duke winning the battle on the board so far because, uh, uh, they are starting lively. And then of course, Filipowski has really been the best player, I think on their club. Uh, Guards have gotten nine of the 11 points, though. Roach, uh, the returning uh, 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 starter from last year. And then, of course, uh, Tyrese Proctor, the uh, kid from Australia who is a part of this roster. But uh, uh, very early on here in Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's going to be the story of Duke basketball for the foreseeable future of – hey, they got six, seven freshmen. They got some transfer guys coming in. Let's see how this team gels. Uh, That's probably going to be their story. But, hey, it's going to probably work for them as well because they'll get a lot of guys. Uh, What did he say? Uh, (laughs) Also going on in uh, Maryland and Wisconsin up in Madison, the Badgers lead at 37-33 at the under-16 timeout in the second half. Uh, Right now Wisconsin leading it. Uh, they're laying four and a half, I should say. Total totals at 124.5. So Wisconsin's kind of regained control after they let the Terps get back yeah. into the, toward the end of this, the first half there. Yeah. Uh,
4: Wisconsin, uh, you know, uh, Maryland made a nice little run there at the end. Wisconsin, an air ball three, though. But 37 to uh, 33, 15 36, plenty of time left to go. Iowa, well, what they got to do is be a little bit better off the bounce. They got to be better off the dribble because Duke is absolutely getting some penetration here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you definitely you definitely don't want that. So, uh, Iowa uh, did get a rebound there. So, you don't want to give up, you know, too many offensive oppor- rebound opportunities because uh, Iowa has size, but Duke has a lot of size. So, yeah. something to uh,
1: – look for there yeah yeah the duke is there's just a big team man and i think that's kind of kind of be their mo going forward with john shire as head coach this total it closed 148 and a half and i'm seeing 145 and a half so i think your read of maybe jumping in on an in-game over was probably the player especially with these sort of situations where team game gets delayed unfamiliar environment i know duke goes out there every single year but kind of for the hawkeyes a little bit unfamiliar maybe they go to a different sort of defense on that zone defense they're Uh, potentially a chance, I think, maybe to get in on an in-game over if this Mm -hmm. continues to kind of tick down and it continues to kind of be a little bit sloppy.
4: Yeah, and I mean, uh, no surprise. Maybe some nerves. Obviously, these guys were waiting, and then the first game goes overtime, and then we know in between the Jimmy V classic of course the uh, the famous Jim Valvano speech from the ESPY awards airs not only for the viewers at home but or to the people miss. in the arena of course this is for the uh, benefiting the uh, the v foundation that espn has done for a long time so the i when we were when we were talking these games and i was a little bit distracted not only watching that speech that i've seen you know almost hundreds of times yeah, it seems like but then they showed uh, of course Dick Vitale who is on the call for this game him getting his treatment and the scars on the scars and just, you know, yeah, it, it's, it, it's very tough. I mean, it, it is always a, a tearjerker to watch that speech. And then of course, seeing Dick, uh, battling cancer but good to see him courtside at madison square garden for iowa and duke
1: tonight at the jimmy b class. yeah no, it's awesome that dickie v is out there the game definitely missed him uh i think it was what a year or two years that he missed yeah calling some games and, yeah and and, and
4: he had reduced his travel anyway yeah. i mean uh, th- this is even kind of a far trip for dick you know to to, to go to new york uh, he lives down there in sarasota florida so you know good good to see him here at, le- at least anyway so uh Right now, eleven to nine, twelve thirty-five mm-hmm. left to go in the first quarter, or first quarter, first half. <laughs> I wish they would go to quarters in college quarters. basketball, yeah. and and I'll, I'll keep arguing that forever because I just think what's that
1: the argument against it?
4: I don't know what the argument is. Against I, I don't it. Know, they, just they, the way we've been doing. Things. They experimented with it, I think, in the IT, and they do it in the women's game yeah, too they do it in the college. Game. And, and, and it's made the women's game even a better game, I think. Mm-hmm. Because one of the reasons I like it is because they reset the fouls. Thank you goodness. don't have as many foul parades at, at the end where it's like, oh, you get in the bonus at, you know, 13 minutes, and then you got three more, you know, 13 more minutes of fouls every time. Whereas, you know, 10-minute mark, reset. So, they should absolutely mm-hmm. go to quarters here. 14-11 uh, Duke now. Duke minus 2.5, half, half on the total, minus 150 on the money line, plus 115 for the Hawkeyes.
1: We saw Duke go to a little zone there on that previous possession. I thought that was interesting. Duke well, is notoriously kind of a well, man-to-man defense. Yeah,
4: a- absolutely. And and I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons why is because of the youth of this team uh, and and the fact that you have guys, but you don't have necessarily proven depth. You don't know what your depth is going to be probably until you get in conference play right now. They've been starting uh, and they, they actually, they actually started four freshmen tonight with uh Bill Proctor, the uh, forward, Mitchell, and they started uh, Derek Lively. But Ryan Young is a graduate transfer from Northwestern. He's a 6'10 senior. You know Roach is going to be the guard. Dariq Whitehead could end up being their best offensive player long term. Uh, uh, 6'7", 220, can score inside and outside and actually just drain that three. So you look at him, he's only averaging 5.3 points a game and two rebounds, but he missed the first couple games of the season that's the kid from Montverde Academy that probably has the highest ceiling from a scoring standpoint for this Duke team Filipowski is probably the guy you know ahead of the curve right now and then you know bringing in some guys off the bench so they're playing you know nine ten guys right now but I don't think you know you get into February or March John Shire's not playing Nine ten guys, you're playing 7, 8, eight guys. Yeah. So these are the games where you got to figure it out. Is Derek Whitehead going to try eight? another three? That's going to go over the backboard. So timeout on the floor, it is going to be 11 yeah. to 17 Blue Devils.
1: Can this Duke team form into being a national title contender? In I, your think so. I,
4: they, they've, they've I think so. They've got so much talent. I mean, Lively was a five-star. They, they I believe they had three of the top five high school recruits according to 24-7 Sports or Rivals. They I mean, said the Lively ESPN. was number
1: one in the yeah. country in the yeah. ESPN
4: Yeah, and, and probably their best player. He's a five-star kid. He was a McDonald's All-American. So is uh, derek Whitehead out of uh, Verde Academy. So... Proctor is a kid they got from Australia that's a, that's a high four-star kid. Mitchell was a high four-star kid. So there's a reason why this is a top-ranked recruiting class. And then, of course, you add the transfers. You add, uh, uh, what is what is his name, Ryan Young, yep, the, the kid, kid from Northwestern. Northwestern. And then uh, Jacob Grandison comes in from Illinois, a kid from Oakland, California. So, you know, you're adding in all these graduate transfers. Plus, you have a ton of size. Filipowski a seven-footer. Uh, Ryan Young is 6'10", Derek Lively is 7'1", Mark Mitchell is 6'8", so they've got more size than they usually have. I know Duke has always had size in the past with, you know, the Plumleys in recent years and those guys, and then, of course, uh, Paulo Montero, Mark Williams last year, but just the size that they are able to get. I, this team, is go- I, I think, is going to come together maybe late in the season. They're going to lose some games that you think that they shouldn't lose. And that's what I said, you know, in previewing these guys at the beginning of the season. Like like the Purdue game, even though Purdue, it turns out they're going to be pretty darn good, it looks like. Mm-hmm. but And then the Kansas game that was at that Champions Classic where Duke had them and then kind of let, let it, it get away. away at the end. Yeah. Grady Dick got loose in the final couple minutes, and that was all she wrote for the Blue Devils.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting to talk about this Duke team because I think early on in this season, Virginia's looked like the best team in the ACC. North Carolina – Feels like they're in a free fall uh, early on here. Now maybe they can get it back going uh, after being preseason number one. Are they even in the most recent top twenty-five? I'm not sure if they're even.
4: Yeah, let me, let, they, me they, they, let me let me check lost those lost rankings. Lost four straight. Yeah, so they, they they fell down to. I think they really plummeted. There. Yeah, they dropped from yeah. the rankings. Yeah, yeah so, so
1: it's like North Carolina, and and it's early. Um, so you don't want to overreact to what's going on. And hell, we saw this North Carolina team struggle all the way until March last year, and then almost won the national title. So you never know how these things can change. But Duke, it feels like they kind of have the ceiling maybe to compete with the Virginia. But the Virginia Cavaliers look like the best kind of collective team. Mm -hmm. They definitely have the more veteran players early on. They they had to
4: survive tonight, though, against James Madison. Remember, James Madison knocked them off. Tony Bennett and Virginia actually went and played James Madison in their building last year. And got knocked off, and everybody rushed the floor. But they held on, 55 to 50. I'll check on Reese Beekman's status, one of their starters. Mm-hmm. He did leave the game with an injury tonight.
1: Yeah, well, if you're gonna pile up injuries, you don't want that to be happening there um, in that contest. But Duke right now leads at 17 to 11. They're laying four and a half total, 144 and a half. So maybe there's some room for potentially come in and, uh, to attack an in-game over. But as for the game in Madison, Maryland leads Wisconsin 41. To 40 Badgers, one and a half point favorites total, 125 and a half. We'll be back with more on the other side. This is v Live Bet Tonight.
0: This is v
4: Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abelofay and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network
1: bet rivers online sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the world cup in full swing now is the perfect time to check out bet rivers log into bet rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of bet rivers when you place a wager of at least 25 bet rivers has all the latest odds lines and boosts to create the perfect match day experience head to BetRivers.com or download the bet rivers app today to get in on all the action it's a whole new game Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi and Bebfe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Uh, we're down to eight teams, Wes, in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've still been betting and watching. I know Team I, USA I has been, been out since Saturday, so... Some folks I know have been a little deterred, but I, it's I, been it's been a lot of fun stuff.
4: I I did have the uh, draw this morning actually on Spain and Morocco, hey, which up. which got they their, drew uh, they drew the
1: whole way. Yeah, <laughs> so and, and,
4: and 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 one thing uh, you know you probably get the hang of this now that we're into knockout qualifying. Mm-hmm. When you're betting a three-way line, that is the 90-minute line plus whatever stoppage time is held up at the end when they yep. hold up you know the four, or the five, or the. 12, like if they get the Fergie time in the old days with Manchester United in the Barclays English Premier League. But yeah, it's a 90-minute line. So if you bet like a money line and they don't win within 90 minutes, but they win in extra time or they win in PKs, that's a no-go. So like you were mentioning last week, you got to bet to advance. So Now we, I believe we've got a couple days off. I think Friday
1: is when we, when we We, restart the quarterfinals resume Friday with the quarterfinals.
4: Yeah. This is weird not to have it on every day. The Friday quarterfinals, Brazil, Croatia, Argentina, Netherlands, uh, two very good matchups there. But I, I mean, not just from a betting interest, but from a personal interest, do you disroot for the underdog at this point? Do you disroot for Morocco? Because they they are the unin, they are the uninvited guests to the party yeah. of the quarterfinals. Because nobody's surprised to see Portugal there. Nobody's surprised to see France England. How what a rating France and England's probably going to do.
1: That's an old school Saturday. rivalry.
4: That that's that that's going to be I think the match that draws like the most public interest, and it would not surprise me to see that draw the most betting handle on Saturday with very you know, limited
1: college football. It's interesting that you say that though, because I think Netherlands Argentina might draw the most public interest because of the the Messi story of it being Lionel Messi's final World Mm -hmm. Cup and this being his best supporting cast. And Argentina's looked pretty good so far in this World Cup. Uh, I will have a vested interest in that game, Uh, that Netherlands' future is still alive. I thought Team USA was actually going to win that match, but then, hey, the Netherlands actually played... By far their best match, right. I thought, with that counterattack that they were doing there. So I know, uh, Maybe and, they could pull and, off and, the upset. And
4: Memphis <laughs> was letting Charles Barkley have it on uh, <laughs> on the social media. I was like, I wish we had a Memphis on our team. I
1: know. Like, uh, good
4: grief, man. It's, it's like, how, how can we compete with these guys? But He's, he's a good player. I, I do think France and England will have a lot of interest. Because oh, yeah. It seems like now that USA is out, most of the Americans, because that's the most popular Non-domestic league, obviously here yeah. in the United States. It's, I
1: think it's so, even more popular. So than the I feel, MLS. Like,
4: I feel like, <laughs> I feel like most of the Americans are going to root for for the Brits. Yeah, here are, are going to root for England, and then obviously Morocco an absolutely incredible story but they were celebrating and I don't blame them because you know that's something I often look for in handicapping I was like okay did they celebrate like they won the championship it's like okay fellas you got another you got another game to play you realize but uh (laughs) I don't think Morocco expected to uh to beat Spain in penalty kicks and you know good for them man maybe they got momentum look it's probably gonna come to an end but We've seen Dark Horses make the semifinals in the Final Four in the World Cup before. Of course, Croatia did last time out. Now now Croatia is a more established soccer oh, yeah. nation.
1: And, and Croatia, they made the semis in 98 in France when the tournament was there. France mm-hmm. actually beat Croatia in the 98 semifinals before beating Brazil in the final. So France and Croatia kind of have that back and forth there. But Croatia now taking on Brazil in the quarters. Portugal, though, today, whew, they looked amazing. Amazing. I get that they're playing Switzerland, but and, Switzerland is usually pretty and, good and defensively. Had C- and
4: had CR7 coming off the bench. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's going to happen to their offense? Well, what they're going to do is score six, six goals. Six goals It's ridiculous. As a CR7? Has he officially signed with that that Saudi I b- team? I
1: believe they said he's either agreed to terms or he's was assigned. Yeah, but he's oh. heading there. Yeah. for for boatloads of money. That yeah, I, think I saw guys I saw that jealous.
4: figure. I was like, dude. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, mean, the,
1: yeah, those <laughs> live guys. They're like like they're, Ser- they're,
4: Sergio <laughs> Garcia is going to be bitching and complaining like he done for about his whole career. (laughs) I'm channeling Matt humans here because I don't know if there's anybody that despises Sergio Garcia more than Matt humans does. (laughs) He's like that. And he always does the will bond your boy. Yeah. Yeah, Your 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 boy, Sergio, (laughs) because I bet on him in a tournament. (laughs) He won a ticket for me. I was like, we are temporary allies. We are temporary <laughs> friends.
1: Did you have him in the, when he won? Was it the 2017 Masters? I did won, or I, or I did
4: not. It? I had him to win a major that year, though. Oh, okay. There I you cashed go. a prop because I thought he was going to win the Open Championship, the British Open. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought he was going to win. I didn't think he was going to win the Masters, of course. That's another reason why humans hates him, because he <laughs> did have Justin
1: Rose. Oh, and the playoff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one there to lose a guy in the playoff. But, hey, uh, golf season. It's coming up. Calendar mm-hmm. year 2023, you got mm-hmm. like a month. We got a month off or so, Wes, from the yes. the long shots and yeah, the, and, yeah, and the, and the weekly yeah, write ups no, have a
4: break. We've got some European tour slash sunshine tour events in South Africa, but I decided to kind of take a break. I played a couple for interest in the hero last week, and yeah. neither of them got there. But who won
1: the hero? I didn't even see who won. I that.
4: believe it was Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland won. Victor Hovland like wins every event on on like the shore, like the Bahamas. Or yeah. Puerto Rico, or Mexico, Mayakoba, he still has not won stateside yet. He it's still crazy. has not won in the in the fifty states uh, here. But it's only probably a matter of the time. But if you like a guy on resort courses, Victor Hovland's your guy. Yeah,
1: no, I'm actually really looking forward to golf um, once we get to the calendar year 2023, and then we get that West Coast swing. We're out in Hawaii mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Then they come out here to the desert area with the Phoenix Open, Super Bowl week, and all oh, that. I know, I know. Then 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 we're gonna get then we're gonna get the real deal. Yep yep. And then it's uh, the Masters coming up in April, and maybe maybe later on this winter time around maybe late December, early January. Maybe we'll give some Masters nuggets there. Yes, because I know you're always adding to your major
4: betting. Absolutely, because they're probably going to start putting if they haven't already. I think some already have them out. The master's is this is up. when they start putting out prices, you know, like yeah. in the fall, because the other majors, of course, they only have, you know, one or two months in between mm-hmm. where you're not going to generate near the handle. So the master is always the biggest handle of the four. Yeah,
1: no, I can't believe we're talking golf in December, but I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. And if you've never bet on golf, buddy. It's a sweat. Yeah, <laughs> It is yep. a sweat, but it's a lot of fun. And when you win an outright, you think that you're on top of the world. Uh, I remember Cam Smith at the Open Championship after, what, five straight birdies mm-hmm. on the back nine there? I mean, good I, I God, was I was that on
4: was, uh, the Aussie. Yeah, uh, that, was,
1: that was a hell of a time. Um, but, hey, we got a little bit of time to look forward to that. Right now in Madison Square Garden, we spend a lot of this time talking about world cup and golf who thunk it <laughs> duke leads iowa 29 22 but i wanted to focus on what was going on in madison between wisconsin and maryland we're halfway through the second half in that game badgers up 48 45 i don't see a spread or a total right now let me go ahead and refresh this to make sure that i get the most up-to-date stuff yeah it's still off of the yeah board. i'm going to check most, because the most I, recent money line though was minus 130
4: i was uh looking actually at an off the board game and that was the uh northern iowa and toledo game i had the over so uh that just went over we got a little foul fest oh. so so that's often nice to get in your favor yeah. it, it Par- sucks parade. when they go against you but a parade man. yeah foul shot parade is uh duke by the way now up 31 to 22 duke minus six and a half 148 and a half on the total uh just the money line right now up for uh, wisconsin up three with seven minutes left to go uh, minus 130 minus 105 for maryland uh Iowa kind of getting in this track meet game, and against most teams, they can win that. Anywhere they're 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 out athleted here. This this is not what you want to do. I think necessarily with Duke, a team that has more talent and more athletes than you do. As 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 good as Iowa is in terms of scoring the ball, they only have 22 points with five minutes left to go in the first half. Wisconsin, by the way, that line is up. Thank you, producer Matt Santos. Minus four and a half on the Badgers, 124 and a half on the total.
1: Would you get involved with the total in this Maryland-Wisconsin game, 124-and-a-half, the number?
4: Mm, these possessions are going to be fewer and fewer, and with a close game like this, you know, you think, okay, maybe there could be fouls and whatnot, but these possessions are going to go slow. Yeah. and when, With only seven minutes left to go, and you know that's what Wisconsin likes to do, and you know, like, Maryland's going to feel like they kind of have to play that way being on the road, and, and you know, okay, we got to just try to grind out a win. You know, we're going down three at Wisconsin. We're still undefeated. Mm-hmm. So they may, you know, go ahead and play that way as well. Yeah, so it's
1: it's classic Wisconsin basketball. If anything, it's maybe a little bit more high scoring than we all thought, <laughs> to be quite honest with the Wisconsin game. But they're up by three, Duke up by nine late in the first half. Uh, as for the NBA, we're in the second quarter, early second quarter in the association. The Mavericks lead the Nuggets 38-31 right now. Nuggets laying a half point on the spread. Total yeah. 230 and Good a half. Good start for the Mavs
4: so far, uh, being on being on a back-to-back. Of course, uh, hit 23s against the uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, their nemesis from the uh, Western Conference semifinals that they upset. Uh, Mavs, by the way, have hit six threes already tonight. Six Whew. of 10, also 10 of 10 from the line. Both teams shooting about 52.4% from the floor, Dorian Finney-Smith with 8, Luca with 8, Christian Wood with uh, 6 off the bench, Aaron Gordon leading the Nuggets with 10.
1: Now, the interesting thing, though, is can the Mavericks keep it up? Because we talk about playing at altitude, second half of a back-to-back, and sometimes we see those teams that are in that back-to-back in the second half. The first half is okay, and then the second half is when things can kind of fall apart. So maybe an opportunity mm-hmm. to bet Denver second half. If that's that's where I'd be
4: looking, yes. Yeah. So we'll
1: see if that actually comes to fruition for us in that game. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the other side. It's VEASAN Live Bet Tonight.
0: This is VSim Live Bet tonight with Femi Abefei
4: and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting
2: Network.
1: Welcome back. This is VSim Live Bet tonight, coming to you from the Circus Resort and Casino. Femi Abefei alongside Wes Reynolds here hanging out on a Tuesday night. A lot of basketball in the mm-hmm. air here on the Tuesday night college basketball. NBA, two nationally televised games. Uh, we left you talking about Mavericks Nuggets. Right now, Dallas leads at 44 to 39. Uh, the Mavs laying one and a half, total down to 225 and a half. Now 224 and a half, just moved over at DK. Denver, though, uh, minus 120 on the money line as they've now actually gone to half-point favorites as well on the spread in this game. You know,
4: and I guess one thing in Dallas's favor, even though they're on a back-to-back, they didn't really play... Their contributors a lot. So they only played, you know, these guys around 30 minutes. I think only one player, I think it was Josh Green, played more than 30 minutes and he played 31 last night. Yeah, but that's a good point. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about how Dallas on the road this season only three and seven against the number one and six in their last seven road games. ATS, meanwhile, Denver five and two. ATS, their last seven. So they are the rested squad. But, you know, as we often see, whether it's on the back-to-back in the NBA or especially this is something I'll use a lot when we get to, like, conference tournament time in college basketball. Mm -hmm. That team that played the day before, they have the adrenaline and they have the energy early, more often than not. And you can see it here, 46 to uh, 39, I believe that's 6.55 left to go, so plenty of time left to go in the second quarter. But you can see Denver being the rested team, and they're the more sluggish team. Whereas Dallas, you know, they're fired up and ready to go. Dallas minus one and a half, by the way, 225 and a half on the total, minus 130 on the money line for the Mavs, even money on Denver.
1: Uh, Yeah, looking at the box score here to see if maybe we get some guys that are pacing well in terms of their props. Uh, Luka Doncic is always popular. His points prop was around 31 and a half, I believe it was. Uh, He's at eight points right now, two of six from the field, two for four three-point range. Spencer Dinwiddie is actually the guy that's leading the way for the Dallas Mavericks with a team-high nine points. For the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon, ten points there. He's uh, got one rebound, one assist. Gordon's points prop was at 15-and-a-half, so he's pacing pretty well uh, as we're sitting here midway through the second quarter. It's interesting, though, with Nikola Jokic, now with Jamal Murray back, it feels like he's kind of taking a step back a little bit as the offensive initiator. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe not the initiator, but the, as, at least as the offensive scorer. Because Jokic has only shot two times. He's, right. he's a two-time reigning MVP. He's well, one of two from the field. With and I think
4: part of that now is that Jamal Murray seems like he's about yeah. back to full health uh, yeah. right now, even though he only has five points. But, you, you know, you've seen the minutes go up. Because when he first started this season, it was like, okay, he's only going like 20 or 22 minutes. And then it mm-hmm. started to be 25. Then it started to be 28 and 30. And then you start seeing him go and uh uh, 35, 36 minutes. So, uh, you know, with him back to health, this could be a different team. Of course, Porter Jr. Still out with that heel injury. Obviously, I yep. think he is a key cog in this rotation. But, you know, you have Aaron Gordon, who I think has established a home there. I think KCP has actually been a nice addition for, for Denver. You know, can be a streaky shooter. We know that. But, you know, it can, uh, can absolutely fire him in when he has to. And I think they've got a solid bend. Of course, Bones Island. Yeah. You know. He's got to be a six-man of the year. He's game. unafraid, man. Yeah, yeah. So so Denver, Denver's going to be in the mix, I think. Uh, I, I clearly think that they. Uh, by the end of the season, I'm, I'm trying to see what the playoff positioning is right now because I always look at this and it's like, when do you really know what kind of team that you have in the NBA? I know uh, I, I talked about this with uh, Mark Boyle one time, who's the uh, longtime radio voice of the Indiana Pacers. He seems to say 20 games. It takes 20 games to know what your team is. I think it, you know, it varies. Some teams know in 20. Some teams don't know until like right at the new year. Like right after you get to Christmas, you get 30 games in, then you kind of know. Okay, are we going to be a contender? Are we a pretender? Are we going to be selling? Are we going to be buying at the deadline? What are we going to be doing? So now these teams are at kind of like the 23, 24 game mark by, you know, the end of the month. You're going to see them at that 30 game mark and we're going to know.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely varies, too, for teams that might not be all the way healthy as well. It's almost like if you're not healthy going into the season, you're a little bit behind the eight ball when the calendar turns to the new year there. Or some teams that are really good, and they're still not. Like the Boston Celtics, they're doing all this without uh, the Time Lord, Robert Mm -hmm. Williams. He's their kind of defensive anchor, and Mm -hmm. they've jumped out to this good of a season. So maybe Boston is sitting on a 60-65 win kind of season here once they actually fully form in 2023 so um i think it's a nba it's a fascinating season would you kind of break it down into the kind of thirds or into yeah. quarters there because there's because a, lot a lot of lot people of i think you know the hardcore
4: fans are obviously through it you know all 82 games but the jvts I, of the world i feel world. like the general public and even maybe casual bettors they're gonna start to get into it on christmas yep when it's the Lone show
1: You'll parachute in
4: yeah that that's <laughs> when they are gonna start to get really get into the nba because uh uh we do have a. Uh, all those NFL games are on uh, Saturday, aren't they? This
1: year. Well, there's there's a triple header on Christmas.
4: Oh, okay. So they I mean, weren't going to yeah. let the NBA and Adam Silver have all of it.
1: Yeah, because it's a Sunday. The NFL says, God damn it, we're going to be on all throughout the
4: Yes, day. exactly. Where it's like, okay, this year you, you don't get all of it. But that's where I think people pay attention because yeah. the NBA, that's kind of become the NBA's day yeah. on Chris
1: Especially if you look at the NFL slate, yeah, it, it, people there'll be more people watching the NFL, but it's not a good slate just mm-hmm. looking at that. So you'll get some eyeballs. You'll get my eyeballs on the NBA that day. No, <laughs> a-
4: a- absolutely. And I'm an
1: NFL guy. Absolutely. Uh, uh love <laughs> you so much.
4: <laughs> halftime in the uh, Garden. Speaking of the NBA arena, Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden. Knicks have the uh, night off. Uh, 37-31, Philip Rabrasha with a uh, lay-in at the buzzer here. Duke's going to go ahead and cover the first half. Uh, First half total, I believe, was uh, 69 and a half. So it just stays under at 31 to 37. Mm -hmm. Iowa only down six despite shooting 34% from the floor. Duke at 52%, six of 11 from the three. Rebounding, slight edge to the Blue Devils, uh, 19 to 16. But, you know, I think if you're Fran McCaffrey and you look at how you shot the ball, you're probably relatively happy with where you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, considered Connor McCaffrey, by the way, two fouls for Iowa. Derek Lively with two fouls uh, didn't play a lot, uh, basically in that first half. So we'll get a halftime price momentarily, and then the other game we got to check in on on the Big Ten, 56 oh, yeah. to forty seven. I think Maryland's gone like eight minutes without making a bucket. They can't. They can't buy any basket. And that's why when you said the over, and I'm like, it makes sense if you get, if it stays close enough and you get fouls, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're going to see Wisconsin. You know, work the clock, extra pass, you know, 25 to 30 seconds off the clock before you shoot. And then Maryland gets into that. And now Maryland's gotten really tight on offense and can't make anything. So 56 to 47.
1: I'm seeing 38% from the field from Maryland, yeah. 18 of 47. What, well, you know, 35%. Wisconsin will
4: do that to you, man. Like, oh. Remember when I said last week, Wisconsin's a pain in the ass? Yep. They are a pain in the ass, and they're a pain in the ass to play. Wisconsin, by the way, 44%, only 7-20. Both teams 7-20 from the three. Badgers get into the foul line, even though they've left some, uh, some points there. But, really, it's the turnovers for Maryland. This is still a new team, even though they've got veteran guards from the portal and Jameer Gibbs, especially from Charlotte. 13 turnovers. Wisconsin, like, never turns the ball over. No. They, they play, only, it, it they only have slow. seven, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah and that's exactly Arizona. why, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, that's when you're looking, uh, and that's a good point. I'm, you stumbled on something here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's a really good point. Like, when you're looking at these, like, Ken Palm numbers or a Bartorvik or anybody else, and everything is, you, you adjust it with the tempo. Wisconsin right now, 337 out of, like, 363 in adjusted tempo. <laughs> They're always down there, and so is Virginia. Virginia's always last. I so, think. yeah, so keep in mind some of these numbers, it's like, they don't turn the ball over and look they're a smart team and they're a well coached team and fundamentally sound but it's because they don't have a lot of possessions mm-hmm. you know yeah you might turn it over 15 times if you're pressing and having you know 80 possessions a game or something yeah. then you're probably going to have that and you'll and you'll settle for that so keep that in mind when you're just looking at raw numbers always give them context always look at okay why is this number what it is, you know? That, that's what I always do with like a point spread. Why is this this number? Yeah. Because, you know, are they shading it to one side? Or is, you know, a certain amount of betters on this side? So ask why when you look at these like stats, when you look at these POM numbers, when you look at the Bartorvik or Haslam metrics, Eric Haslam who joins uh, VEASAN from time to mm-hmm. time, or uh, shot quality, interpret the why before you just take the numbers as like raw numbers as Maryland, I believe, finally made a basket here, a three. I don't want him to make Hallelujah. much more wow, because I'm, a, a I'm on the Badgers, so I'm not complaining here. Three minutes left to go. Badgers Ooh, up 58-50. to 50. Yeah, it was a tough shot for Hepburn, who did get hurt, by the way, on Saturday and came back and led him to victory against Marquette. So, shot clock violation. Uh, uh, the, the fighting Aaron Osters, uh, feel, fear, yeah. fear the Turtle, he is probably uh, – he usually was in that studio no longer anymore, but he is probably at home very much stressing out over I've, this game. I've, I've,
1: I've seen the tweets from Aaron man. He's loving Maryland basketball under Kevin Willard. Yeah, he's loving – They've been a fun team. He's
4: loving now that it's a two-possession game. This team was DOA. Wow. Don Kerry, the Georgetown transfer, hits a three, so – Wisconsin, look, they're going to take their time, but they got to get a better look than they did last time, oh. and they almost throw it away there. Yeah, I was going to say
1: we talk about Wisconsin not turning it over, but Maryland running that press to try to speed them up just a little bit. We'll see if that's successful. Two and a half minutes to go, and that game will also get to a second half market in the game between Iowa and Duke over at Madison Square Garden, the Jimmy B Classic. This is Veasan Live Bet tonight, hour number three. Coming up next.
2: Zumo Play.